Hello, friends, and thank you for pressing play on the latest edition of Michigan Soccer Central, your weekly dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes State. How's it going? My name's Robert Kerr, your host here, as always, on the Michigan Soccer Central pod. Happy summer. The kids are out of school, and I hope open house weekend and tryout weekend went well for players and parents alike. I'm not quite at that age yet, maybe about one year away, but I've been on the the administrative side of it, and it seems like a lot to chew on if your player is trying to decide where to go, and for the parents, where to go, does that bond with uh, how much it's going to cost, and is it the right people, so uh, kudos to everybody, and uh, thoughts are with you on the decisions being made, and congrats on the soccer in your futures. Uh, busy, busy uh, weekend. We are definitely uh, all systems running for summer soccer action. It was a pretty slam-packed weekend, ups and downs, but exciting throughout. I guess linearly my weekend started Thursday night. Up in Washington Township, I got to see the Field of Dreams for myself and saw the U23 Midwest Premier League side play their first game of league play. Uh, they dispatched BIH Grand Rapids 4-1 to after a uh, pretty intense storm rushed through the fields there in the, the far East or northerly regions, just about what an hour north of Detroit and Washington Township. So that was an interesting evening. And then Friday night, Oakland County FC in USL 2 action went up to Flint to take on the Bucks and gave them everything they got. But unfortunately, the Bucks were the Bucks and they came out 3 2 victors on Friday night. Um, then Saturday, the big one, Detroit City FC, welcomed in Sacramento Republic. And um, Sacramento had a couple moments of uh, high quality. And we'll have a lot more on that game and Detroit City FC. As I'm proud to welcome Captain Stephen Carroll back on the program. He is our feature guest, a La Rouge Report, after the first home win for DCFC in a year at least. Uh, in league play at the very least, the uh, only one in Keyworth that was any kind of a defeat was the Open Cup game in penalty kicks uh, a couple weeks back. And then on Sunday, uh, <laughs> a bit of a cathartic uh, afternoon for me, I was on the commentary for Oakland County FC versus Lansing City. USL 2 action once more, of course, and uh, it was a 4-2 victory and was pretty sweet, I had to say. Last week was OCC's first win of the season, but I was up in Saginaw and wasn't there on location, so got to feel victory for the first time in probably 11 months or so for the Purple of Oakland County, so that that was pretty awesome. Elsewhere on Sunday, the Muskegon Risers 
are quietly dominating the Great Lakes division of the NPSL. They sit at 4-0 after winning big against PAO in Chicago and are the number one power-ranked team in the NPSL, so the risers doing big things on the uh, NPSL front. Um, And in Midwest Premier League action, it looks like Inter-Detroit is uh, the cream of the crop in the East Division. They won big over um, the competition. Who would they play? Inter-Detroit, 3-0 over Tulip City Sunday afternoon. And uh, they are top of the table after five games played, four wins, one loss. And they are doing well. Uh, Edwin Jimenez did say that they were going to be a good team this year, and he was not wrong as he's got his team doing very well after half a dozen games in the Midwest Premier League. So that plus a myriad of women's games went down. Um, I'll preview uh, probably the biggest one of midweek after our feature interview, and we'll get to that now. We have our feature guest, a returning guest, captain of Detroit City FC, who currently sit just three points off the top of the uh, USL Championships East Division Summit. And we talked to him, and he's pretty candid and going through Saturday's actions. So we'll we'll talk more about some games next weekend and coming at midweek. There's definitely some excitement on the horizon, but let's sit down and chat with Captain of La Rouge, Steve Carroll. Welcome back, listeners. We are joined now in the LaRouge Report by the captain of Detroit City FC, Stephen Carroll. Thank you so much for coming back on the show once more. No problem at all. Well, uh, it's a little bit of a different scenario. I spoke to you in April last time when you were on the program. Uh, It was much colder then in the middle of Open Cup action. Um We've come back to USL Championship play after you and your team got the first break in a while. Uh, Saturday night, uh, your side, Detroit City FC, uh, suffered its first uh, league defeat at home in about a year or so. Um, Before we talk about the game itself, um, after being so long unbeaten at home, what was the room like when everybody got back in the locker room? What was that room like compared to other times? Um, I think it was just disappointment. Uh, disappointment in ourselves just because we didn't show up. We really just didn't show up that day. I don't know what it was, but we just weren't on and it wasn't clicking for us. So it's not. It's it was kind of a mixed feeling that everyone knows is kind of like a everyone has that off game every team has that really off game kind of situation so we knew that it was like hopefully it's just a one-off thing uh but yeah we're just disappointed in ourselves basically that we didn't show up and perform when we we know we're a lot better than that and we've shown loads of teams in this league already that we are a lot better than that performance we put in so it's just pretty much just a disappointment in ourselves really yes on saturday night in front of an absolutely uh packed Keyworth Stadium. Uh, Sacramento Republic came in for their first visit to Keyworth. Uh, They came out and left with the three points, a 2-0 win. Uh, 
from uh, my vantage point on my couch at home watching on local TV 20, um, you said that you feel like you didn't show up. From my vantage point, it looked like they had maybe two moments of brilliance and the brilliance maybe doesn't Detroit didn't necessarily have the brilliance of their own on the day. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely fair. They they had two chances. They took them. Um, there was not much else in, in the game. Um, pretty sloppy in our our part. Uh, but yes, it was just they came in, had a game plan, they executed it pretty well. Um, we just we just couldn't couldn't figure it out like we usually do on that day for some reason. So hopefully it's just a one off thing that um you know we get to kick up the the backside now and you know, push on to Saturday against uh, El Paso. And you said the the locker room afterwards was disappointment. Um, was it more just like uh, disappointed that you didn't score or you guys felt you had more? What, what what was the source of that? I mean, obviously the result, but was it just that you felt that it was a winnable game or just disappointment and loss? Um, yeah, I feel like we uh, if we were on, like we... Like if we play our normal game, uh, I think it was definitely a winnable game for us. Um, uh, just, just I don't know, it's just the way football is. I suppose it's sometimes that you you have good days and bad days. Hopefully, you have less bad days than good days. But um, it was just we we didn't have any creativity. We couldn't figure it out. We were not on the same page as each one another. Um, it was just it was just one of those one of those days. I feel like and. I just hope that it's just just a one-off kind of uh, game to happen to us, but uh, we can we'll get back though. We'll uh, we'll get back to Saturday and stuff like that. We'll uh, we'll fix it. All right, we've already had a couple of conversations with each other with the coaching staff and stuff like that, and um, so we we know what we did wrong and we know how to fix it, and we'll just move on from there. You have been a. Uh... A rock at the back, the captain leading by, uh, you know, performance and will and all those things. You've been in um, 13 of, I think, your team's 14 league games of the season. And I wanted to have you on because you've been with the team, you know, many steps along this path. And you have come along from NPSL to NISA to hear the USL championship. And you're leading a back line who's... Got the third best, you know, you're in the top three for goals allowed in the division. Do you feel like your side is uh, overachieving? Or um, do you think that this weekend's results was just outstanding plays? Because um, back when we first spoke, uh, April, May, you guys were kind of on a murderer's row of uh, game after game after game. And, you know somewhat high-profile strikers were coming into Keyworth and getting shut out. Um, was did, did, did the weekend just kind of show that, you know, there, there's there's still some more quality out there because two players on Sacramento that I wasn't familiar with the name, like some others that have come in, like the Agadellos and uh, the Columbus players and whatnot. But, you know, they, you know, a long-range rocket, which we really haven't seen since... Uh, during this season, and then uh, their second goal, you know, it looked like Detroit had it covered. You know, and he that the, the attacker for Sacramento, you know, used his body in in a, a whole nother way. You know, he used his shoulders, got away from two defenders, and put it in. I mean, I guess he tipped the hat to some brilliance, but I guess uh, what I'm getting to is, um, has this been the was that the like the highest? Um, 
level of attackers and attacking play you've seen to this point? Um, I don't think so. No. Um, I mean, they're, they're very good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think there was better teams we played against with more attacking flair and attacking creativity. Um, but like I said, it's like on the, on any other day, I feel like we stop that long range shot or we make that tackle for the second goal. Um, it just seems to be silly mistakes that like we, we 99% of the time haven't covered. Um, but not taking any credit away from the Sacramento, they came in and they did what they were supposed to do. And their forwards were, were good, but you know, there, there was a lot more tougher opponents throughout the year so far. Um, but yeah, it's fair play to them too for taking their, those chances. But it's, it's still it's it's on us to stop those chances every time, not just ninety nine percent of the time. So your team uh, had a little bit of a break uh, a week or so ago after having two games a week for a month or so. Um, was uh, what were you able to do with your time away? Um, just relax, really. Um, it was uh, obviously a hectic couple of weeks before that. Um, we couldn't, we didn't have any downtime. We had rare days off and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just those couple of days were, were good just to reset the mind and the body because, you know, those games previously were taking a lot out of us mentally and physically. Um, but now that we got back into like an or a more, uh, consistent schedule and fixtures that um, it should be a, it should be a lot more enjoyable from from now on really because it's just a game on Saturdays you know you have a, you get back in your routine and um, take care of your body and stuff like that so yeah, the couple of days off were great and they were definitely well needed um, but you know now we just gotta kick on now for the rest of the season <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a lot of rest ahead as we look down the schedule, and it seems like the season's been going on for quite some time. But like we said before we started recording, there's still 20 or so games to go, and the longest season that uh, many players have seen. Uh, there's been a few players that have, you know, have USL seasons in their past, but a few others. So how do you think? Um, the players with and without experience like are, are helping each other with this marathon season that you know the first half is just about under under the, in the books yeah it's uh, I mean a lot of people only start to realize now that it's well this season seems like it's going on forever um, so this is kind of the, the turning point where like we need to realize that like just take it game by game just every Saturday knowing that you have a game it's it's uh, don't look into too much into the future of it because you know if you do that then you start thinking overthinking in your head about well do I have it in me to do this but if you just take it week by week you you know everyone can play on a Saturday as long as they're they're fit and healthy so uh, mentally it's all about just managing it that way but yeah that's what, the long season is great um, in the sense that you know. We get to play a lot of good teams. We get to play in a lot of good places and play at home a lot um, throughout the summers and all that. And, you know, when we do have upsets like we did on Saturday, when we didn't 
can show up. We had a disappointing game that, you know, it's not the end of the world when previous seasons, you know, you lost a game and if you lost a game, then you're in trouble kind of situation because the season was so short and then that puts added pressure on you. So, you know, this time to fix what we, what we, what we did on Saturday, which, so it's, you know, it's not the end of the world when, when you do have an off day, you can, you have time to fix it, uh, which is good, which is good for us. And, um, you know, good for the lads. So after 14 games in the f- Detroit City FC's first year uh, in the division, the USL Championship, Eastern Division, uh, 25 points, sitting in fourth, just three out of the lead. And the table toppers, Memphis 901, are set to come in town, uh, or you're soon to visit them and not too long. And you Is that... Is Memphis one of the teams that uh, impressed you more, maybe than this uh, past weekend in Sacramento? Um, I mean, I've been impressed with their with their run that they went went on in May, and they got a lot of points, they got a lot of wins. That was that was impressive. But when they came to Keyworth the first time, uh, I felt like we we dropped points there. We we hundred percent should have won that game. Um, I think we tied one one, but you know we. I felt like we dominated. We did everything right. We just couldn't find that final goal. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been impressed with them. How they've managed to sustain their last couple of weeks and of wins. Uh, I know they lost last week to um, I can't remember who they played, but they lost last week. So that was the, last Saturday. A Saturday for us was an opportunity to to grab those points and get up there and tie them on points and stuff at the top of the table. So that was kind of disappointing, but. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going playing Memphis again and seeing what they're all about. You know, um, I know they play on a baseball field down in Memphis, and I know they have a, a good couple of fans that come to their games. So it's going to be an interesting game, especially if they're still at the top of the table. You guys visit uh, at the end of the month. You visit uh, Memphis on their baby baseball field on June 25th. Um, and we have a, another home game in Keyworth Stadium coming up on Saturday, which is going to be a big one. But before we move on to that, I wanted to ask you um, about the game on Saturday one more time. And before we move on to the future, I watched it at home and the, the crowd and the atmosphere looked, looked pretty unreal. What, what was just the, uh, the energy like down there uh, in Keyworth on Saturday against Sacramento? I mean, it was it was it was obviously on the radio. It was great. It was loud. It was you know there was a lot of people there. I mean, it's they do this. It's the same every week, weekend without week out with the Northern Guard. You know exactly what you're going to get. Um, you know they're going to be loud. They're going to try to throw off the other team. They're going to support us. So it's you know, I, it never surprises me if they when they take it up another level um, I, on game days because I they'll they'll give it all for us. So. Uh, when there, when there's huge crowds and lots of chanting and lots of singing and stuff like that, and you can barely hear your teammates on the field, you, you know it's expected at this stage. They're just so consistent with it um, that you know you get used to it and you 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 like enjoy that energy they give you to like try keep going, which is also a bummer when when we don't show up for them and that on last Saturday, you know, losing at home, we haven't lost at home. I can't can't remember, but um, you know it's it's disappointing for them, uh, for us to disappoint them as well. So just hopefully we can fix it in in the future on Saturday. 
So there was uh, attendance over 7,000 at Keyworth uh, this past weekend, and um, it looked like it was uh, busting at the rafters on television. I watched this past Saturday on local television 20, um, but this this next weekend, there's going to be a bigger te- television audience. The first DCFC game is going to be broadcast on uh, Maine ESPN. Um, is that something that's in the, the guys' minds? Is that been uh chatter in the locker room at all that you guys are going to be on the main espn channel uh i mean yeah we when it when the news did break and it kind of uh came down through the grapevine that we were actually being moved to the main channel and i think it's i think they were saying it's the first time uh regular season usl championship team has been on the, the main channel i know they had the playoffs final last year on it but uh just a regular season one is it's it's huge for the club and it's a credit to the club that you know we've done so much in a short little time to to get to this kind of stage um but as a as like the guys thinking about it too much i don't think we've got to think about it too much you know the cameras the cameras are always there watching us it, so it doesn't i feel like it shouldn't really affect a mental state about playing well or not yeah so you know we still just got on on the day i know it's a 12 o'clock kickoff which is unusual for uh, most teams and unusual for us, so it might might have a different feel on the day just because of that kind of that kind of way. Uh, but it's always going to be great to show off what you can do on on the, the main channel of ESPN. Yeah, it's pretty unreal that uh, I guess it's unprecedented. And credit to you and what the club has done to break all those expectations as far as performance and then interest, obviously, um, having it moved up, the uh, powers that be uh, saw something uh, that um, they thought the television audience would be interested in. And so, you know, everyone's going to be interested in seeing the Northern Guard on ESPN. So (laughs) that's a big one, I think. Yeah. And then just with um, just how the whole club is, the support is, um, on the field itself, though, does the the group feel like they're exceeding expectations? Because the you know the the USL previews and stuff like that didn't rate you guys three points off the top at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, Trevor always says it to us really that you know we we're a group of players that have the USL championship capabilities and talents. Uh, it's just that we. We just we were just the players that never got the clear cut opportunities to play at the USL at the, at this level. So, you know, we were not we were never really worried about, you know, are we good enough? It was like just hoping that we would get the chance to play at this level again to show people that we are good enough. So as a as a group, I think this team is you know, you know, very like very strong and very good for this for this league. Um, you know, it's the first year I would you know, no one expected us to do this well so far anyway hopefully we just keep it up but um yeah it's it's nice it's nice being here on the dogs for a while but i'm I'm pretty sure now people are starting to change change their tone with us about being the underdogs and now they're kind of expecting us to to get points at places and stuff right now so um we'll see how the how the season ends um but yeah we're doing great for our first year in this in this league and so on saturday the game that we were talking about on main ESPN at 12 o'clock against El Paso Locomotive. Have you ever played a DCFC game at 12 o'clock noon? 
I think we did the uh, the bubble tournament during COVID um, because no fans allowed, there's no nothing. So is that key worth as well? Um, but yeah, it's it's hot when it's out there, especially during the summer at twelve o'clock in Keyworth on the turf field. It's it's not a nice place to play a game, time to play a game of soccer. But hopefully the weather kind of helps us out this weekend. And so, how early before kickoff does uh, your routine kind of start? Uh, I think we were supposed. I think this weekend we'd probably be in by nine o'clock. I'd say at the at the, the field house where we do our pregame talks and meals and stuff like that. So it's it's an early one, all right. It's but you know we're home, so I feel like it's fine. It's it's the same kind of routine that we do every day for training, anyway. So it should be okay. Are soccer players generally morning people? Uh, I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't consider myself a morning person, but, you know, we do have to get up in the morning and go to go to practice and go to the field house and stuff like that at like, by like 9.30. So it's not it's not too early, really, realistically. Um, I know my wife, she gets up at like 5.30, 6 o'clock every morning you know, I would hate to do that. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to do that. But um, yeah, nine thirty, nine nine thirty is not. The, it's not too early for us. Well, Captain Steve Carroll, thank you for uh, joining us on the show once more. Recurring guest Stephen Carroll, thank you so much for joining me here on the Michigan Soccer Central podcast. And all the best when you and your Detroit City FC teammates take on El Paso Locomotive at twelve on ESPN. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. back to the final segment of Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Thank you so much to Steve Carroll of Detroit City FC for once again sharing some time and giving some details about DCFC's first loss at home in about a year and then looking ahead to the nationally broadcasted game coming up at the weekend. ESPN, first regular season game, uh, Detroit City fans and just the club in general are attracting lots of attention and apparently unprecedented attention for USL Championship to get their regular season game bumped up into the first channel for ESPN. Granted, a 12 o'clock kickoff, but exciting nonetheless. Sooner than that, though, Detroit City FC's women will face Ann Arbor, AFC Ann Arbor, in some USLW action on Wednesday night, and that should be an excellent matchup of some very exciting teams. Uh, Don't miss out on that. My Oakland County FC hit the road. They go out to play Midwest United next weekend, so that's a must-win for... Oakland County FC, almost every game for them has to be after dropping the first three. The USL 2 Great Lakes Division is six teams, and the Bucks 
AFC Ann Arbor and Kalamazoo out ahead, and trying to catch them up is OCFC, and then faltering just a bit here in their first season in the league are Midwest United and Lansing City. So, exciting weekend in the books, and it doesn't stop as the new games on the schedule come into focus. So, I can't wait to see what happens on Wednesday between Ann Arbor and Detroit Women and what happens at the weekend in the big televised matchups and all the other ones going down here in Michigan. What an exciting time to be involved in the sport in this state. So thank you to my guests, as always, Steve Carroll and all the guests that preceded him on this show. We're well over a year making this show now. Uh, thank you to the core team t- for a assisting, helping out getting guests and little tidbits and information. And shout out to all the uh, accounts of all the high school teams and club teams that share information and results. Um, The MI Soccer Central handle across all the social medias has more people contributing to them as well as more followers, so more eyeballs, more contributors, Michigan Soccer Central's uh, media handles are the place to go for uh, every aspect of soccer in the state. Whether you're a coach, player, or a fan, it really is the central hub for soccer in the state. So, until next time, everybody, enjoy your soccer.